In Titus 2, older women are commanded to teach what is good so they can help younger women love their husbands and children. On today's show, you'll hear from older women who will share timeless, relevant biblical wisdom and personal, profound life experiences to help answer your questions and teach what God says is good so you can be the wife and mother you were created to be. Welcome to another episode of Older Women Likewise. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? <laughs> All right. So my first time I was in charge of turning on my own mic. I'm speaking. How are you tonight? And welcome audience to Older Women Likewise. How are you doing this evening, Cindy? Well, I thought I was together, but now we'll find out. What's, what's really <laughs> All right. Well, tonight we have a very, very special guest. A very warm welcome tonight to our sister in Christ, Colleen Osteen, author of From Will to Power, Seven Days to Spiritual Self-Discipline. And a second book, Tumbling Stones, 12 Ideas to Develop Spiritual Grit in Families. So in her professional life, Colleen has been an animated film creator, a game developer, a virtual reality developer, professional narrator and news anchor. But here comes the coolest part. She considers the time, energy and talent that she's invested in the well-being of eternal souls around her um, through her Bible teaching and her writing to be her most relevant and fulfilling contribution. And she's here tonight to help us excel still more in the things that glorify God, which, I mean, in the end, are always the most fulfilling anyway. So, hi, Colleen. We are all ears, my girlfriend. What do you have for us tonight? Well, good evening, everybody. And it's it's great to be here and, and ha be given the microphone to share some ideas and some, some things that I've learned along the way that may help someone uh, to be better at, at, at their spiritual to-do list. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Peter, James, and John had a, a simple but uh, problematic to-do list. Jesus has told them to watch and pray. And then he goes away three times and each time when he comes back, they're sleeping instead. And Jesus says to them, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's in Matthew 26 and verse 41. And uh, can't we can't we all identify with this? It, it wasn't an impossible task, was it? It was just difficult to do late at night. And they probably didn't feel like it. They probably didn't feel like staying awake and watching, maybe didn't understand the consequences of not doing this and, and, and not taking it seriously. So uh, we're in good company if we need some help to try to figure out how to get these things done that we need to get done. And, and when we're looking for ways to uh, be more uh, productive and have a, a, a better uh, Christian work ethic, so let's look at some of the background on, 
on what it what we're tasked with when we are Christians and as far as working in the kingdom. Uh, Jesus said, these are just a few verses. Um, you could really, there are a lot more that I could uh, I could show, but he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. And that's in Matthew 7, 21. So just agreeing or just saying, wow, that's, that's a great thought, doesn't cut it. What Jesus wants us to do is to do his will. He says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. And surely we all want to do that. And we want to be like Jesus. And that's, that's what he did. He kept the commandments. So that's another, that's another thing. That's something that we are tasked with. He also said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And that's in Matthew 7, 24. And that's, that's uh, we were uh, hopefully you're familiar with this picture of the uh, the violence and power of the weather and and then building construction in with that and and how the rains came down on this house and it did not fall because the the builder had built on the rock. Uh, I have been thinking about this uh, this little description for several years, and I think it's pretty airtight. This is by Albert Hubbard. He was a writer and a philosopher of the late 19th and early 20th century. And he said, self-discipline is the ability to make yourself do what you should do, when you should do it, whether you feel like it or not. And uh, I think that pretty much says it all. And maybe you're good at one of them or two of them at I'm sure you, there's one that you really know that you need to work on. Maybe all three. Um, you might know what you should do in the kingdom. And you say, that's, I want to do that. Um, and maybe, maybe that's not a problem for you. Or maybe your timing is good. You know when to do it. And, and you know, you know that when it comes to when, the whens of getting things done, uh, you're good. Um, but maybe you're a procrastinator, whether you feel like it or not, you don't feel like it. I don't feel like doing it. And I know that gets me a lot. Um, so, so that one, this would be a good one to write down. If you got a, a pen and a paper, this is a good one to write down. It, it helps me a lot. It helps me to analyze why I don't get things done sometimes. Now for tonight, I want to make this a premise of the, I'm going to give some tips on getting things done. And for, for tonight, I, I'm going to assume um, that the things that you're that you're wanting to get done are things where you've said you're too busy to do them. You just feel like you've got too many things going on and you can't add another another spiritual task. Um, or um, you have something on your your list of tasks or goals that you know is important and you know you want to do it, but it just keeps not getting done. Or um, maybe you have started. And, but, but you really have not developed yourself and you know that you should be doing better after all this time, you should be doing better. So those are the three things, either you're too, you're saying you're too busy or, uh, you, um, it just keeps not getting done. Uh, you know, a day becomes a week, becomes a year, becomes several years, and you just haven't got it done, but you still want to do it. 
or you just haven't developed and grown like like you want to. Because obviously, if it's you're probably getting a lot of stuff done. And, and that's because you are motivated and you know how to do it. You feel comfortable doing it. And, and so that's not a problem. We're going to talk about the things that are, there are a problem tonight. Now, I wanted to start by um, Cindy and Isla had asked me to talk about uh, a little bit about my books. So I just wanted to bring those up. The, the first one is Tumbling Stones, 12 Ideas to Develop Spiritual Grit in Families. Now, my, my three daughters, Haley, Rosalind, and Claire, and I wrote this book, and it gives a lot of uh, good ideas uh, for, for helping your family grow spiritually. Uh, this one is available on, and both of my books are available at CEI and uh, the Florida College Bookstore. They're also on Amazon, uh, and you can also, you can get an ebook on Amazon, and you can also get an audiobook version on Amazon. So that's this one. And then the one that I'm going to pull some material from tonight is called From Will to Power, uh, Seven Days to Spiritual Self-Discipline. And this is the same. This one is also at CEI and FC and uh, FC Bookstore and also on Amazon. So uh, From Will to Power. So what, the, what we want to do is we want to start and by trying to figure out why you're not getting this thing done or this list of things done. So these are just some ideas. So you got, you have to inspect everything. You got to analyze, you have to take some time to think and you have to really want to change because if you don't, if you don't really want to, you won't do it. So are other things crowding it out? Look at all the things you do in a day, pick up every single thing and look and see what, see what, what you're doing in a day. Are there things that are just getting in the way of it? Do something about that. Or you're not sure how to go about it. Maybe you're uncomfortable or you just it's something that's new to you. And so you really you really don't know what to do or maybe you just chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so you chicken, you know, admit it and and say, OK, what am I going to do about that? Because I don't really have a choice. I may tell God no or I may say, well, I don't have time to God. But can you are you really saying that? I mean, is he accepting that? So. The first thing we want to do is we want to clear out the clear out the clutter of your day. Okay, so that's the first thing. Clear out the clutter of your day. So the first thing is quit doing things that don't need to be done. All right. You think, well, no, I every everything I do in a day is that needs to be done. Well, you know what? Maybe not. If, you, if this thing that you want to do is not getting done, then maybe there's something that you could shift off your schedule and get this thing done. Um, and, and that requires that you pick up every single thing that you do in a day. And really think, do I really need to do this? Now, I'm not saying that you can't have leisure time. I'm not saying that you can't have fun time. Uh, but uh, look and see, look at your day. And, and, you know, maybe you're watching a lot of news. Do you really need to look at that much news? Is that really, you know, have you reached the point of diminishing returns on your news watching or, or even the social media or other things? You know, maybe you could cut some of that out or maybe you're doing a lot of housework that's really you know, marginal. Maybe you don't really need to do it. So quit doing things that don't need to be done. Um, you know, being extra fancy in the way you make a bed or maybe some extra cleaning that, you know, you really could do 
once a week instead of, you know, every day, whatever. So look at, at everything you're doing and quit doing the things that don't need to be done. Quit doing things that someone else can do. Now, this is especially uh, relevant to people who have a lot of people in the house. Uh, maybe uh, you have kids or someone else. Uh, these other people may be making messes that they need to clean up on their own, or maybe just you know, routine maintenance that, that comes with, with uh, having a home, having a house, uh, cooking, things like that. Uh, maybe you can delegate. And uh, I, I have found, start when your kids are, are really little. And I, I learned this lesson. Now, I did start when my kids were little and they started helping me with the chores. But I always thought, I remember thinking, well, they're, they're good now. You know, when they're like in, you know, third, fourth grade, they're doing a good job. But boy, when they're in high school, they'll be able to run this whole house and I won't have to do much at all. They'll, they'll be so good. But here's the, here's, here's what I learned though. They were always eager to do work and whatever I asked them to do. But when they got to high school and late junior high, even they were in really hard math classes and they were working to get merit scholarships. They were working to get into to college. They were working to get maybe co-op jobs when they were in college. So all that that they were doing was really, really important and you know they might come home from band practice, and I didn't want to make them clean toilets. So what I learned from that was that um, when they're little, they have a lot of time. Have them do more stuff when they're little. And I know people say it's it's so much easier just to do it myself. And I know I get it, I get it. But um, delegate; it'll help them, and and your future spouses will love this. <laughs> your kids' future spouses will love that they know how to run a home and clean and organize things and clean up after themselves. So, so it'll be, it'll be good for everybody. So quit doing things that someone else can do. I'm telling you, you don't want to be the household drudge or the household slave while your kids are sitting around playing video games and you're going around cleaning, you know, down on your hands and knees cleaning. Ah, I don't think so. So, and, and this will free you. And this is our goal. This will free you to do, to, to help save souls and yeah. to make disciples. And do yeah. those things that are really important. Maybe things that children won't be able to do yet, but you can do this. So you let them do the things that they can do. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, well, one comment I have on that, Colleen, is that children love to feel productive. They love to feel needed. They're going to need these skills anyway, right? So I think we rob them of something if we don't let them get that sense of satisfaction that we all feel when we get something accomplished. So, I mean, in the history of our country and even, even now, there are kids that make a huge difference in their families. And another Another delegation thing, and I hope this doesn't get into controversy, but if you're someone who has a job that you're making a, a good enough income that you can hire out someone to clean your house so that you can tend to internally relevant projects, that is a super great trade-off. There is no shame in that. <laughs> Amen. afford to hire it out, especially if you're going to use that extra time in service to others. Absolutely. I, I really appreciate that. 
And, and, you know, going on, on what, uh, uh, adding to what you said about the kids, here's what they'll do. You know, you'll tell them to go, uh, you know, clean the bathroom or, um, let's get this room picked up or let's, you know, and they, they'll probably have something to say. <laughs> they won't say, Oh, great mom. Yeah. They'll say, well, I was just going to do my homework or I, you know, they'll have something to say and then it'll discourage you. Don't let them do that because here's what I found out. When my kids helped me write uh, Tumbling Stones, the book we wrote together, they were saying they were saying that they were glad they had done those things. They didn't really like it at the time, but they were glad. They were yeah. glad. They'll grow. They'll grow up and they'll praise you. So just you got to be tough. You don't back down. Don't back down. And and like uh, like Cindy was saying, you know, you have the ability to go and make disciples. You have the ability to reach people and approach people with the gospel. Don't let laundry keep you from doing that if, if, you can, if you can avoid that. So next, we want to, the next big area is we want to take control of our time. Let me see how much time I've got. Okay. You want to take control of your time and your work. And if I can uh, talk to people who still have kids at home, um, teach them the value of their time. Don't let them fritter it away. Now, I I. I fully believe in letting kids have a fun childhood and play and do fun things, but they need to have some time every day where they, they schedule and they know that they're going to use that time for something, uh, something industrious uh, where it's something where they need to get some work done and they need to be careful and understand that concept that we're given just so much time and we are, God expects us to use that time to honor him and we, we needed to do it to get get our, just our life work done around the house and things that need just need to be done that daily daily things that need to be done so the sooner you can do that with your kids the better i wish that i had understood time management much better when i had little tiny kids i didn't start really understanding it till they were almost grown so if you've got little kids uh, boy i would i would definitely uh, focus on that and find some ways to, to teach them about the value of their time. So here's one thing we want to do. We want to schedule it. Now people, if they're, if they've got a project they're doing and they have other people involved, they're naturally going to schedule it because they, they, if they wait till the day it's needed and then they try calling people, well, no one will be available. So they're going to schedule ahead of time. They're going to say, you know, a week, a week, a, a month ahead of time. And they're going to give people a heads up. So even if it's just you, you need to schedule it because you'll just keep kicking that can down the road, won't you? Well, at least I will. And, and, I'll keep, and these other things that are scheduled will keep jumping in the way. So you need to schedule it. Um, let's see. Um, like I had, a, here's an example. I had some uh, Bible class materials that I was just, I was revamping all of it. And it was a big, big job. And I have a I have a, a regular 40 hour a week job. And so, you know, a lot of my time is already scheduled and I kept just not doing it. I kept not getting this work done. And so um, other people, I, I would start to get to a point where I'd go, I think I have a free weekend. I could I could get this done. I could get like, a you know, four or eight hours where I could really work on this. And then at that time, somebody would jump in with a you know baby shower or a 
or a, a, a potluck supper or something that it was really important and I wanted to go. And so I would go to that. But then finally I got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to have to schedule this because I, somebody, something else will always be there in its place. And I just keep not doing it. So even if it's just you and it can be done anytime, you need to schedule it. Well, and we can use our technology to schedule things now too. Isn't it great how you can set up your phone calendar to have an alarm that goes off every Monday at 10.30 a.m.? You know what I'm saying? Like if you wanted to add, hey, I'm going to go visit visitors from our congregation or I'm going to, you know, visit, take dinner weekly to whoever needs it the most in my congregation, whatever your good work is, I'm the same way. I've got to I've got to plan for it. I love when there's like a calendar posted by one of the sisters in Christ, a schedule that and everybody's signing up to do this and that. It's encouraging to see the other names on it. But also, yeah, it's 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 those good intentions that just never come to fruition unless it's on the calendar. And electronic calendars are the best because, you know, it's going to interrupt with you with a little alarm there going like, remember, you were going to do this thing every Monday at 1030 or whatever. Yeah, I definitely confirm all that you just said. And that was my segue into this next point. <laughs> Write it down every day, whether it's in your phone or on a, a sticky note. I'm a big sticky note person and I put things in my phone too. Uh, write it down every day because you know what that does? It makes you accountable. It makes you accountable. Because if it's something that you sort of, if it makes you uncomfortable, the thing, this, whatever this thing is, let's say it's maybe going to someone that's unfaithful and you know you need to talk to them. I don't, I can't imagine anybody just really just getting up and being all ready to go do that and being, you know, you want to do it, but it's not a happy, it's not a happy thing. It's kind of, you know, you might be uncomfortable. And so you've got to make yourself accountable because especially if it's something that makes, makes that you don't, it's maybe going to be unpleasant or you're not sure um, make yourself accountable every day and you write it down. You write the same thing down. Let's say you're going to um, write so many, you got to rewrite these Bible lessons. And so you, 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 you write that down. I'm going to write Bible lessons and I'm going to add to that, make it measurable. Don't just say I'm going to write Bible lessons, write down, decide how many you're going to do this week or today. You know, I'm, I'm going to write um, three complete Bible lessons by Saturday at midnight. And you write that down and then that way, you know, if you actually did it, don't make it vague because you probably will wiggle out if you're like me. So make it measurable. I did it. I, I wrote three and it's it's 1159 on Saturday night. <laughs> it feels so good to cross it out too, right? I mean, well, oh, yeah. that's, that's such an endorphin kick right there, like scratching it out or even if you're just backspacing it out of your phone list of things to do. That's a good feeling. It is. And, you know, occasionally I'll do a bunch of stuff and I didn't write it down, but I'll go write it down just so I can cross it off. <laughs> it feels so good. Oh, yeah. OK, so you're going to write it down every day. Oh, here's another one. This is a good one. Write it down the night before. Studies show that people will put themselves on the hook to do some unpleasant thing if they can make it like in a in a week or like tomorrow. Yeah, they won't do it now. If somebody says, "Okay, would you go ahead and drink this bad tasting stuff now?" They'll go, "Well, no, I don't want to do that." But they will say that they'll do it in a week. And so, do it if it. Let's say it's going and talking to someone who, who you know, they're not going to be. They're not going to be rolling out the red carpet for you. And uh, so, the night before, 
you write it down because a couple of things happen. Your brain works on it all night. Okay. And then in the morning, you've done the hard job, the hard job of writing and saying, I'm going to go see Aunt Gladys tomorrow is on, on the sticky note. It's already on there. When you wake up, you are already on the hook and it makes it so much easier. So that's, I like that one. I've used that one and, and it does work. Actually, all these, all these are my, my biggies that have all worked for me. Do it first thing in the morning. Studies yeah. show that most people have their, their most, the biggest um, stash of willpower first thing in the morning. So if it's something you're just not getting done, you just schedule it for first thing. Don't let other stuff get in, in the way. You go and you do that thing. I know a guy, he, he swims every morning. He says he puts his swimming clothes right beside the bed. He rolls out at, at like, like one minute before six and he puts those clothes right on and he walks straight out to the pool and he swims. He's a, he's a pretty old guy and he does this. He's a time management guy. So, so um, that's, that's one thing that he does. Do it first thing in the morning. Now, you, I, I get some things done later in the day too, but if it's a real stinker and I just know I'm not going to do it, I think that does help me to do it, make myself do it first thing in the morning. And, and um, studies show that your, your willpower is like a muscle that can be strengthened. So doing little, even little things, even, even if they're not spiritual tasks have been, that's been shown to help people overcome the big lofty things that they've been trying to overcome. So that's another one. So just be, have little tasks for yourself all through the day. I think they call that eating the frog. When you do it the first thing in the morning, yeah. the frog, like, is, have you heard of that? It's like, oh, I yes. don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. It's like eating a frog. Well, okay, so just get it done. And then yeah. you don't have it hounding you all the time. Right. right. Well, I liked your idea of scheduling, um, like if there's a difficult conversation coming up and such. Another thing, here's how, here, here's how I deal with that. I'm like, I'm thinking of it now. If I make that phone call, like, in the, within this next 60 seconds, then I won't have that hanging over my head because I would have a hard time going to sleep <laughs> if I know it's the day that I'm doing this really, really hard thing. So I'm kind of like, let's jump into that cold pool right mm -hmm. now. So there's alternatives on that. And for some people, what you said is exactly what's going to work for them. It does have that advantage of like finding your words. I'm not, not going to say it like that. I'm going to say it like this. And you, you might you might actually have a better result with that if you're willing to go through that night of depending on how stressful the situation is you're going to tackle. Now, you know, I didn't think of that, and yeah, I think you're just do it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. No, you go. I'm done. Uh, with all of these, there's not one that just fits in every situation, but there yeah. there are enough of them here. You can try a, a different fit. I've got things that. I've tried it with a particular task. It doesn't work, but something else, it does work. Maybe right. for um, doing it the night before, it might be some, maybe not something that would keep you awake at night, but just something that's kind of, mm, I just don't feel like doing it. So maybe that would work. And I, I see, I get your point. That is really good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, don't want to, don't, don't want to lose sleep over it. That's for sure. So I want to do it first thing in the morning. Um, and also do it at your most productive time during the week. Now here's one, um, when I heard that, I started thinking about my most productive time during the week. And I think that might be Saturday mornings. Since I work, most of my mornings are pretty much spent getting ready for work and getting going on that. Um, 
but Saturday mornings were free. And I, and I started thinking about what I do on Saturday mornings. And I was like, I'm paying bills. Why am I doing that? That takes no self-discipline. I don't have to decide anything. There's no risk. So I thought I'm going to do that at night or right before I go to bed or at a time when my brain doesn't have to be uh, particularly sharp. Uh, so, so I, um, I got paying the bills that's off on Saturday mornings. I, I do something that's really important. Um, so that might be, think about yourself, maybe, maybe not Saturday morning for you, but another time when you, you just, maybe nobody's in the house, everybody's gone. And that's a really good time for you just to be free to do whatever you want. That could be another one. So, uh, do it at the, the best time for you. Also, you know, you might have to take vacation time or you might have to get a babysitter. If you really want to get this done, you may have to do something sort of drastic. And I have done that. I have said, you know, I, when I was publishing these books, there's just, it's a never ending list of things you have to do. You got to approve the cover. Then you have to proofread it. And then you have to look at it again. And then you have to get the ISBN, which is that official number that goes on your book. You got to, you have to do all these things were new to me and I didn't want to do any of, of them. And so I finally just, I was, I would just tell them at work, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be until 10 or I'm going to be off this morning. And, and that, that worked like a charm. That really, that was great. That really worked for me. So the next one, create a cue. And uh, Cindy was talking about this, uh, but it putting these things in your phone, the, the alarm that goes off. That's great. That's great. Create a cue to do it. And there are all kinds of cues. Alarms are, you know, we've been using them for everything. Everything that's important, we have an alarm pretty much. So um, you want to do, a, you want to have a cue. Uh, one thing that, uh, one thing that the girls and I did when I, when I used to drive them to school, my habit was to turn the radio on when we got in the car. And I decided to make a little rule with myself that I couldn't turn on the radio. It was a big, it was really a habit. Um, I couldn't do that until we sang a hymn. And so we got to where I think a lot of times we, we would just sing all the way to school. And we never turned the radio on. So it, every time I would start to push that button, I'd go, no, we're going to sing a hymn. And we had several that we knew by heart. So we didn't need a book. So that was one thing. And another, uh, I've started getting the hymn book out and just opening it up and putting it out on the counter right where I'm going to see it. That's my cue to sing. Um, so I'll do that. I, I sing a lot more at home than I did. And I also sing songs that I would never have thought. I just leaf through and find one that I kind of know and that I wouldn't even think of think to sing. And it's great. Um, and then that spilled over into my husband and me doing it. We do it together in the evening. So he and I have been just singing. And the only hitch with that is that our dog uh, runs over and rings her bell to go outside every time we start singing. <laughs> no joke. That's her cue to run, run for the door. <laughs> yeah. So we make her stay. We said she had to stay for it. Uh, so that's the only hitch with that one. Um, don't rely on your own motivation. That's why people don't do, don't keep up with their, uh, or continue with their New Year's resolutions. You know, they've just spent too much money. They've just spent eating too much food at Christmas. And they go, okay, I'm really motivated now to do whatever, you know, have some self-discipline. And they put these uh, New Year's resolutions out there, but, and they rely on their own motivation. Well, that wanes. So you can't rely on that, even though, you know, even if it's something like, I really love to read the Bible and pray and sing, but, you know, I've just decided that I'm going to make a cue. Um, when, I, when I log into my computer, which I have to do a lot, 
um, I that's my cue to say a prayer. And that you can have your own ideas. One woman uh, used a, sort of a, a cryptic way of making her password uh, a reminder to pray. It, it was in, in some uh, letters that nobody would know, but it was the word pray. So you can do all kinds of things and that really works. That really works. That has helped me a lot. I'd like to throw one out there to add to your cues. For me, one thing that has made a huge difference in my day is the, the cue that I have is when my brain comes to consciousness and my eyes aren't even open yet. That's my cue to start talking to God. And so that boy, has that made a difference? You know, they say a, 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 a day hymned in prayer seldom unravels. <laughs> I mean, that, I ask him for every, I have a little system where I ask him for every fruit of the spirit. And I kind of visualize something for each of the fruits of the spirit. And that has really been a game changer and a life improver for me. I love, I love having God be my first thought of the day. And so there's a cue that may work for some other people. Okay, I don't have a pen and a paper. I need to write that one down. Haley, can you write that one down? I like that. Yeah, and have your fruit, fruit of the Spirit all ready to go. I love that. Um, here's another one. Uh, be Make a strategy to get it done. Now, here's something that um, you might might happen. This is a scenario. Maybe, maybe someone says, um, my family gets, we get our family up at six o'clock every morning, seven days a week. And we, um, six o'clock in the morning, we start studying and we have breakfast and, and we, we sing a song, we sing a hymn, we read from our Bibles and we pray together. And then at about 6.30, then the kids start getting ready for school. And, uh, and, and I know if I heard somebody say that, I'd go, wow, that, that's neat. I want to do that. I want to do that. But, you know, then I then I remember that my family doesn't know there's a at least my kids and I don't know there's a, a six that comes in the morning too. <laughs> and so and, and does it have like 30 minutes? Okay, that would be a lot for little kids and six o'clock in the morning. And then um, and do, is it every then there's seven days a week. So you're thinking, okay, we're going to do this. And then you try that and it maybe maybe it falls apart. Maybe it works for you. But that would be a lot, but just think about it. You've added a lot of factors that really are not the thing. The thing is to, as a family, devote yourselves to God and pray or sing or read from the Bible, maybe all three, but but connect with God. That's really what you're trying to do. And maybe 30 minutes, let's start with 10 minutes, maybe, and maybe do it right after supper. Supper could be your cue that it, it, it we're done with supper, it's time to have our Bible study. Um, find ways to get around. It, it, I know that it seems like, oh, that's cool when somebody does it, but a certain way. But that, that's not you. Maybe, maybe it is you. But if it's not, get rid of those factors that are stopping you from doing the main thing. Um, there, there are all all kinds of ways. You know, if you are somebody that like uh, Cindy. You know, you could grab, have your Bible right beside the bed and right after you pray, you pick up your Bible and read before you even get out of bed. <laughs> that could be something. What, you know, find ways and say, okay, how will, how can I do this? How can I actually get this done and not let other things get in the way? One, one thing um, that we did as a family was um, instead of one person having to have a, a lesson ready every day, we would just 
when the kids were able to read, we just sat around the room and we just uh, uh, somebody we read a, a column out of the a column out of the page or a page. And then the next person went and we just went around the room reading. You don't have to prepare for that. That's easy. And, and you're, it's amazing how how far you can get in the Bible just by doing that. So that was that was one of the things that we did with uh, planning our strategy and making it something that is doable, making make it doable. And that's the, the end of my presentation. Uh, if anyone has anything to say, uh, you have any other comments, but that that's uh, the end of my to do list for this for this presentation. Wonderful, wonderful presentation. I guess the only other thing I have to add is an observation. We had a big family join us at our beach house one time, and they had a strategy that was so beautiful that I think a lot of our listeners might benefit from. But like you said, maybe this isn't you, but here's one idea. Maybe it is you. Um, they had the bedtime routine where as a family, they gathered together. Dad read a chapter. They sang a song, and then mom would go back to the kind of like the receiver, she'd go back to the bedroom and one by one, the child would go up and speak to dad or ask dad whatever, or say good night and give him a good night kiss. And then mom was at the other end receiving them. And so they could talk one-on-one. -on -one. And so what I observed was the older the child, especially with the very last child to go to bed, there was something that was on her mind that she needed to talk to her dad about. And so every child got an opportunity to have, because it was a bigger family, they had found a strategy where they would get a little bit of one-on-one -on -one time. If something was, you know, there was no time in the day to address something that was heavy on their heart or just maybe some good news that they wanted to share or a question or anything. They got a chance with dad first and then they got their good night kiss and then they had their quiet time with mom. And you would think that would take a long time. It really didn't. I mean, it. I don't know if it was a half hour. I don't know what it was, but love that strategy. It was so beautiful to observe, you know? I love that. And what is, what's a half hour? I mean, you waste a half hour watching a TV show, you yes. know, that, and, the, and those kids will always remember that. I remember one-on-one -on -one time with certain people when I was little yeah. and yeah, that's great. We need to write that one down too. <laughs> hey, that's wonderful, Colleen. That was really a good presentation and um, I just was sitting and listening and enjoying all the tips that you were giving. And uh, I think that our, our audience, the ladies in our audience will have done the same. And I'm sure they'll go back and, and make notes as well. Uh, and we each have our own strategies uh, and we can always learn a new one that will work well for us. And uh, ladies, if you have strategies for getting things done that you'd like to share with our audience, please put them on comment on our Facebook or on YouTube so that we can share those with uh, everybody who is uh, subscribed to and liked on uh, older women likewise. But thank you so much for calling all of the things that you brought to us tonight. And, and it was so good getting to know you and to appreciate all the work that you do for the Lord. Thank you. And thanks for having me. Um, next week, we're going to uh, be with Lori Moyer again, and she's going to be talking about transgender definitions, right? Isn't that right, Cindy? That's right. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not sure what all she's going to be covering in that, but it certainly is a very, very timely and important conversation that we're going to be having next week. So do join us.
Absolutely. And that's on again, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, in the meantime, if you have comments or questions, things maybe you would like for us to talk about, about that subject or about some other subject, uh, just send us an email and uh, questions at olderwomenlikewise.com. We would love to hear your thoughts and things that you would like for us to talk about. Um, don't forget about on Tuesday nights, answering religious error, keeping my head on straight is the topic that the men are discussing. Tuesday nights at eight o'clock Eastern time, doing a great job of that as well. And answering religious questions on Wednesdays at noon Eastern time. Uh, so there are three opportunities during the week for you to study God's word, to be with and to spend time with others who also are studying God's word. Have a good evening, everyone. Bye. Bye.